Hey, is it getting cold around here? All right, let's jump into this thing, huh? Yeah. First Hello, of all, everyone. Hey, oh. why oh. are we talking about Muppet, the Muppet Christmas Carol? Well, first I always of all, welcome everyone to Haunted Basement. This is a, a podcast that's run by, it's a family-run podcast. <laughs> this is uh, Haunted Basement is the name of our production company. My name is AJ. We've got Bubba over here on the uh over here on the, the audio. <laughs> on the, on the, and we got Ashley. We're siblings. We've been making videos since we were little kids. And um, now we're not little kids anymore. But we decided that we want to like talk about movies and music and other stuff that we grew up loving and that we love now. And if there was a Mount Rushmore of Serrano <laughs> traditions, Serrano movies, The Muppet Christmas Carol is up there. Well, well said. Well said. You guys remember one of the more influential uh, things that was in our childhood home was mom's The Muppet Movie vinyl. Remember we had the record player and she had that that vinyl? Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I also had her old uh, Miss Piggy sheets. Oh why my she, God, I remember so those. Yeah. Them, I, I was thinking about it when prepping for this. Why she kept them, I will never know. But I love them. They were like so many Miss Piggies. Wow. And I think she was doing ballet. So clearly it's mom's yeah. love for the Muppets runs deep. Mom, one of mom's go-to voices is definitely like a version of a Miss Piggy voice that evolved mm -hmm. over time. Just as high pitched. You can do it too. But... <laughs> I can't I can't. What do is it. it? I can't, but I'm just I'm not even gonna try it. Um she just whenever she does her kind of like now it's kind of her like baby talk voice, maybe you would describe it. But it's very, it's very Miss Piggy-esque. And you can yeah. tell that it started with her trying to impersonate Miss Piggy. You but do it. I feel like it's going to come out in this podcast. I, it'll, I'll try. Yeah. Maybe if I, um, if and when uh, we start impersonating Miss Piggy and doing the whole Bettina, Belinda uh, yeah. thing. Mm -hmm. Do not shout, Bettina. I'm Belinda. I'm Bettina. Uh, of course you are, uh, Bettina. <sighs> Belinda. Whatever. The other thing is that uh, I my first dance with mom was Rainbow Connection, mm. as you guys remember. Um, but originally, I didn't tell you this. Originally, I was really wanting to um, play the love is uh, the love we found from the very end Aww. of a Christmas Carol because it's so epic and it's so beautiful. But it's not a really it doesn't really have a traditional song structure and it's very mm -hmm. quick. Yeah, um, and it also. I don't know it uh, as we'll discuss it has like um <laughs> you know it it works because there's a setup to it that's actually really mm -hmm. sad and mm -hmm. pretty dark and dismal so I didn't think it was right for a first dance mother son first dance but um yeah the Muppets are important it was released in 1992 so it's I was gonna say does everyone want to feel old 30th yeah. I didn't know yeah. that until I was doing a little bit of research 30 years so I'm trying to, how old were we when we first watched it do you think we were young or because five. i was trying to remember this too and i very vividly remember i don't remember a lot from the old house but i remember us <laughs> us being together huddled together when dad would come home and singing we'd set up to sing the chorus like 
we were such little assholes because we set up to sing the chorus for the Scrooge song to him as he walked into the door after he worked hard all day come home to his stupid children singing he must be so lonely and so I remember that in the old house so here comes Mr. Humbug (laughs) clearly I wasn't four when i first watched it but it was somewhere i think we were like like five six or seven around that age maybe bub you're a little bit younger i was born in 92 so i I, it's crazy i must have been yeah anywhere from two to four when we first started watching it i guess muppet christmas carol is three things it is really earnest like any Mm -hmm. good musical has to be Mm -hmm. it's really goofy like the muppets are and it's occasionally very creepy. And yeah. those three traits are my favorite traits. And I think um, it has been very influential to me. I think it's been influential to you, Bubba. And yes. in a way, also to you, Ash. Mm-hmm. I, For sure. Th- I think there's a lot to dig into with, especially the creepiness of um, the Muppet Christmas Carol. A lot of the creepiness also shows up in the 96 Muppet Treasure Island, which is also... Mm. Same deal, Brian Joy. directed, um, <laughs> based on classic literature and lime pew. Exactly, there is for anyone that knows Muppet Treasure Island. There is just like the scariest scene up front with a character named Blind Pew who looks yeah. a lot like a mask that uh, shows up in um, in Labyrinth. It looks like the culmination of years of work trying to like get this creepy design and and the character like watching it as a, an adult blind pew is is kind of goofy and hilarious but as a kid watching both these movies the christmas carol and treasure island they just these moments are just like terrifying but i think it is really important for for like to make an impression on kids like there's a little bit of an adrenaline rush where it's not like you know you don't want to shock uh, uh, and disturb a kid and traumatize them but there it was like just enough creepiness to really sink into the subconscious of the serrano siblings as kids i think i don't want to skip too far ahead in the movie but when the ghost of christmas future shows up which is just like what he looks like a dementor basically <laughs> yeah. yeah he shows up gonzo and rizzo gonzo who plays charles dickens in the movie they say to the camera, this is too scary. We're going to leave until the end of this movie. And as a kid, watching that as a kid, I know. watching the characters that you love be like, this is too scary. We're going to go away for 10, 15 minutes, but it mm-hmm. feels like half the movie. That is terrifying as a kid. So and they don't I, do that anymore. They don't do that anymore. But I had Rory and Reagan watch it on this weekend. And I, I was really worried about that part because it is super scary I, yeah I, I for for a four and three-year-old for a four and three-year-old boy and girl but they I think because he doesn't talk if he talked and he had a creepy voice that would be too much I don't think they're old enough to get it because it's I think for adults and for anyone who understands death and everything it's too much it's yeah. like oh my god what is happening but they just saw no face and so they were fine with it i think they were more creeped out by the ghosts of christmas past and i remember being creeped out by her i was like what is this creature 
oh it's like I, it kind of is like a jellyfish yeah. floating but like <laughs> yeah. this beautiful like old young girl do you know what was that was that a muppet or a human so do you know how they, how they shot that <sighs> puppet no so they they put it in water right they put it in water but um yeah. If this behind the scenes video that I watched on YouTube is correct, um, they initially tried to shoot it in like baby oil uh, to get a really oh. slow, <laughs> levitating look to it, floating oh my look. God. And um, they realized that like cleaning the glass of the tank that all the baby oil was in was just like terrible and oh, really tough. But the water, uh, also according to this YouTube video, I love that. I'm just quoting YouTube video, YouTube videos without actually looking it up, but um, and verifying. But the puppet in that water disintegrated over time, so like progressively, the shots get a little bit more and more <laughs> like you know the puppet looks a little bit more torn up and and kind of frayed and all oh, that, which wow. I think is great. Yeah, her her face being expressionless and oh. like almost unmoving. Is, it is very scary. And I it haunts my nightmares <laughs> still. I th so they I think that they an initially wanted Muppet characters to be the ghosts in, in each uh for past, present, and future. Like I I saw that they were initially thinking Gonzo would not be the uh narr narrator, but the uh the ghost of Christmas future. And they like this video that I watched, they comped in um, his nose coming out of that Dementor oh, hood. God. It's just like, yeah. And then Miss Piggy was supposed to be like <laughs> the ghost of Christmas present, which I think is great. She yeah. really well, but I don't know who they were thinking about for the ghost of Christmas past. I was reading something about how, you know, Gonzo as Charles Dickens is just like the perfect casting. Is it Frank Oz? He was yeah. saying, or it wasn't Frank Oz. Who plays Gonzo? I can't remember his name. But he was very excited for Gonzo to play that character because in the past, he's always been like the kooky, crazy one. Or, yeah. you know, and they've never, before that point, they hadn't really showcased his his sweeter side and you know he's kind of level-headed in it where Rizzo plays the this like what who wait what you yeah. know that guy <laughs> hey 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 like the lamp not the rat like the lamp not the rat no, yeah like the lamp, they were the saying rat. how the <laughs> Muppets were cast in this movie which I knew yeah. but I didn't really think about before and that was so cool and the one casting I mean Kermit was just like the sweetest fellow in that in that movie like obviously his character is very sweet but and kermit's very sweet but mm, he's just so nice in that movie and um miss piggy i thought was really interesting in that movie because she was she was not playing herself but she still had little elements of herself yeah. but it's so just amazing that they've created these characters who can be cast as other characters and still have elements of their personality shine through and we still like know who they are and know who they're trying to be and they're not humans but they seem so human yeah perfect <laughs> perfectly cast it's so perfect well, here's a question for you guys how do you say the title of this movie muppets christmas carol yeah, it's <laughs> yeah it's the muppet Christmas Carol, right? But the Muppet. it's the Muppet Christmas Carol. Now, what is the title of the book that it's based on? A Christmas Carol? A Christmas Carol. Yeah. So yeah. I looked up 
this Why? the Muppet Christmas Carol is the first non Jim Henson directed Muppet mm-hmm. movie because he died in 1990. So his son Brian Henson directed this. But yeah. the other Muppet movies they made one, two, three before this. They're all, all titled The Muppet Movie, The Muppets Take Manhattan, The Great Muppet Caper. Caper, yeah. So they all start with the, and they kept that tradition even after Jim Henson's death. And then it was only when they did Muppet Treasure Island that they took mm. the out of it. Bold move. Bold move. And then the other thing is... Um, so what's the deal? They just want to get higher in an alphabetical list with them instead of T? Like, Don't know what it is, but they went back to it. They did Muppet Treasure Island, Muppets from Space. And then when Jason Siegel did his like revamp of it, it yeah, was called... The... I think it was called The Muppets or whatever it was called. Yeah. The Muppets, um, they went back to The... Another thing is, even before this movie starts, the 90s Disney logo of like the blue laser I light know. forming... <laughs> the castle and whatever sort of soundtrack that's playing over it. I can just like hear it. Oh, oh, oh. Well, that's the Jim that Henson one. one. The I Jim know. Henson one. Weenie, weenie. The buzz buzz of the Jim I Henson, the, the, the eye mosquito yeah. thing is just ingrained in my memory forever. I know. It's whoa, like, whoa. what is it supposed to be? It's a, it's like a buzzing bee makes... that's laser etching like a 2D Kermit, Kermit yeah. logo that kind of rotates up and reveals but buzz, buzz, buzz. But then the buzz, the buzz is the the dot in the eye in Jim Henson or whatever. Right, I think right. it's Jim Henson. Yeah. Oh. We definitely years ago. I don't know if you remember this, AJ, but we definitely copied that buzz, buzz sound with uh, a trailer that we made for a, a project that oh, we never remember. that we never actually even attempted to make called the yeah. Horny Bee. Yep. <laughs> with a lot of buzzing <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah it is it is definitely seared. It's like a very nostalgic hearing um, in watching those opening logo credit things oh can we go back to scariest moments real quick because yeah. my no. for me it's not the ghosts of uh of christmas future it's definitely the first reveal of the marley brothers yes oh my yeah. god it's horrifying it's just like everything uh the well the chains. doorknob so the doorknob is freaky for sure the doorknob yeah. is definitely Ooh. freaky but yeah yeah but even even scarier is the 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 kind of that <laughs> what am I trying to say? The whole kind of tension building process of Scrooge sitting down in front of his fire in that really bare room. He's eating his loaf of bread and his cheese and his, his nightcap and his robe. And it's just like a really dark sitting parlor room. Mm-hmm. Um, and the bell rings once and he's like, oh, that was weird, whatever. And then the bell rings again and you get those kind of weird smash cuts in on themselves. And uh, then he turns to see like, the banister glowing or the the stairwell glowing and the the two old i don't even know what those muppets names are the two old guys that kind of talk shit from the balcony and all the other movies they pop up as the marley brothers and it it's terrifying before they pop up there's this watery sound effect when the camera is panning across michael kane towards the fireplace i don't know if you guys heard it but it's just like why do i hear this weird watery sound? it just makes it even more tense and uncomfortable and weird um and then the tension is sort of broken when you hear uh marley marley laugh yeah (laughs) no but then there's a but uh, it's it's like walter and someone maybe i don't know they're just marley and marley to me i know it's just yeah jacob and robert uh quick tangent on that which might not be super quick um i so the muppet christmas carol is the only Christmas Carol that I 
ever saw um, up until like a few years ago when um, I watched the 90, 1951 version. Everything that I know about A Christmas Carol comes from this movie because I've never read the book and I've never seen yeah. other versions. Yeah. So I grew up thinking that there were two Marley brothers, that it was Marley, Marley and Scrooge had like a little business together, but there's only, there's only one. There's only Jacob Marley. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> it took, I... me, took me until the age of 27 to know like, oh, there aren't, what do you mean? There's no, like, where's the other Marley brother? There should be wow. two of them. I was, today I found that out. The other big piece to a christmas carol that i never knew because it's not in this adaptation is that scrooge his whole thing um why he's such a kind of miserly old crustacean of an old man um is he's such a he's such a humbug of a guy because his sister passed away in uh giving birth to his nephew Mm, nephew that's why he doesn't like the nephew that's why he doesn't he resents the nephew for mm -hmm. like yeah his sister uh, growing up his sister like his sister fan basically comes to his school one year saves him from the school because uh his dad scourge's father has sent him to this boarding school to get out of the house they have like a bad relationship fan comes rescues him uh tells him to come home and he has this loving relationship with fan for a few years until she gives birth to the nephew and then Scrooge and in, in passes away and Scrooge resents the nephew and mm. obviously has that falling out with his uh, love interest or his wife. Mm. Or, I don't know. So in the, at the end of the other, at, at, at the end of the 51 version, um, and I'm sure at the end of a Christmas Carol, um, Scrooge goes to the nephew's house for Christmas. He doesn't go to, you know, the Cratchit's yeah. house. Um and when I watched that and learned that, I was like, oh, that kind of makes a little bit more sense, you know? Like You could tell he resented him in this, but you didn't know why. Oh, right, Michael right. Caine's performance in this movie is incredible. I think it should have been nominated for an Oscar. It never would have. But he's <laughs> yeah, no. so committed in this movie. So and committed. he treats the Muppets like they are fellow humans. And you can tell, as a kid... You can tell that it's like a truthful, authentic performance. And right. watching it last night at the age of 33, I'm like, this performance holds up. I need to talk. We need to talk about this. This is the most important thing. And it has to do with the nephew. The version of the Muppet Christmas Carol that we watched <laughs> growing up had a song that happened after young Scrooge and Belle break up. And it's One Love is Gone, which is... Yeah, not the most exciting song when when I was a kid, but it felt I loved it. It was felt like it was necessary because yeah. it's sort of like the what's the song at the end? Well, the, when the love song, is found, when love is found. found is like a I don't know what the technical Broadway terms are for it was like a call and response song or right. like a reprise, and they cut it. I don't know, maybe like ten years ago, Disney just cut that song out. And I like, did some whole, research. It, yeah, tell us. So I, when we watched it, we watched the VHS version and we always sang when love is gone, you guys hated it. I loved it. Sappy romantic. <laughs> and then the first time we, I remember we got the DVD, we were in the basement, we we're watching it. The whole scene's gone. It's just not there. And I remember being like, what is happening? It was the, the strangest thing. So I was looking into it apparently when they were converting um 
from VHS to DVD. They cut the scene because Disney lost the negative and it looked terrible. And then somehow in 2020, they found it. So they put it back in. So I don't buy that. For I don't a buy it either because um, Brian Henson, <laughs> like, loved, yeah, he loved it. He was trying to, he wanted it in, he wanted it in. Disney was like, no, basically, because it is the kids hate it, is probably the reason. But now, like, all these people are like, where is the scene? Oh, we found the negative. We'll put it back in. Like, it's so weird. But now it's in, and the kids did hate it when they were watching it. They're like, what? It was so wait, slow. Wait, where did you watch it on? Because I rented it on Amazon, and it did not have it. So it's not. It's uh, I watch it on Disney+. Plus. They have it on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Oh, I see. Wait, the full version on Disney+. Plus? Mm-hmm. So DVDs don't have it. So I don't know if you like, I don't know how Amazon works. Wait, I watched but, it on Disney Plus too, and it, it was missing that scene oh, in my it's version. Back in there, folks. Well, there's my like version two had versions. It. What is this? <laughs> I, I don't know. Do you have to go it for is... the director's cut or something? That sucks. I don't know. I just did straight from the homepage. They had it, and we, we played it. Listen, right. I guess the movie works without it, but it really it's weird works without with it. it. I mean, it's fine without it. As we it, know, it, yeah. It really the the ending is so much more emotional right when it's like an echo of that sadder song but it's happy yeah. I, I just i disagree funny. with disney i know the girl who plays bell was interviewed like a few days ago for the the 30th and she was saying like this is such a saga the song because it's like it was in then it wasn't now it's in and everyone's happy but it's she gets people talk to her about it all the time which is just probably not something she was expecting yeah i don't know it's just i mean i i think one thing that the version without that scene benefits from is that most people going into a christmas carol like know something about ebenezer scrooge just being kind of a you know Mm -hmm. a grumpy old guy even if they don't know why so you don't really i don't know because it kind of culturally seeps into your into your brain somehow such a um, scrooge you just know that he's a scrooge so like maybe you don't need the explanation but in in the version without that scene without that song you don't really have an explanation for why you know he thinks love is a humbug and why he right. thinks christmas is a humbug and it's just like i don't know it just seems like screenwriting 101 to have that scene in there the full scene in there i don't mm-hmm. know why they took it out i also i think it's so it's kind of weirdly hypocritical that uh disney was like oh the kids are gonna hate this it's so boring when they have at least two kind of self-aware moments where gonzo and rizzo are discussing like how scary the movie is like there's there's that moment after uh the marley brothers scene where uh rizzo's like should we be worried about the kids and gonzo goes no it's culture it's fine yeah Yeah. well that's scary stuff hey should we be worried about the kids in the audience no it's all right this is culture and it's like, I feel like that's in there because Disney was having, and, and the Henson Company, uh, Jim Henson Company, were having their own versions of that conversation. Like, how scary should we make it? Because this is for kids, but A Christmas Carol is a ghost story. Mm-hmm. And someone was probably like, it's culture. Come on. It's totally fine. <laughs> and like, you would think that that same argument would kind of hold up for like 
oh, these kids are so bored by this one musical number, you know? It's like, mm -hmm. I, I don't know. It's part of the story, kids. Like, suck it up and get through I'm it. I'm surprised like, Rizzo doesn't make a comment about it because he seems... Rizzo, I was going to ask about this. Like, what do you Holy guys Christ. think about Rizzo, like, playing himself when no one else is? I think it's necessary to have at least one Muppet character doing full For Muppet. the kids' movie, yeah. yeah. And Rizzo is very funny. Yeah, thank you for making me a part of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when he turns into an ice cube, it's I so love funny. that. <laughs> oh, it's good. It's good. I also just love, um, what's his name? Being the bunny, just the cutest character oh. of all time. It's and so uh, similar to what you were talking about, Bubba, where you like only had ever seen the Muppets version, I had two. And on SNL this past weekend, they did like a, a Scrooge, a quick little skit. And Sarah Sherman, I think that's her name. She played the bunny character. And I was just like, I could only see is the, it bunny. Bean the bunny. Is, is his name's Bean? I think it's Bean the bunny. Okay. Yeah. I could only see him. And so like I was comparing her to him. It was so weird. It was so weird, but it was a funny skit if you haven't seen it. But did you call Bean Bunny pathetic? Yeah, he's so. He I mean, he's so. But so, there's like so that shot of him shivering. His heart is like, so open, and he's just vulnerable. He needs help. No, no, no. I mean, pathetic and like he's like yeah, he needs help. Like I feel he's such a sympathetic, sympathetic character. Like he's. I he's, know. They, so the other thing, what's what else is another thing that is happening in this movie a lot, but kind of goes unnoticed when you're a kid is like all the kind of like kind of subtle social commentary jabs left and right like the movie i i only noticed it this time around the movie opens with three like three or four pigs or maybe just two pigs yeah These rich pigs going oh that was a great breakfast what should we do now and he goes um how about lunch and he's like oh, <laughs> lunch lunch okay great so like you have these two or three business pigs that are coming from wealth that are just like, oh, we just, we're full, like stuffed as pigs. What should, what should we do now? So next we should go eat. And then the next thing that happens as you kind of swoop down to that town square is someone steals one of those talking vegetables off a cart. Mm. So it's like, and you, you follow that up with all these like kind of um, cutaways after yeah. really joyful scenes. The like, little mice. Yeah, the, the mice, but I think after Kermit's number with the rats, uh, you know, tis the season to be jolly and joyful. Oh. He's standing there oh. and he's looking at the shooting Christmas star. And then mm. that scene ends with like the camera kind of panning tilting down right? to the yeah, to the shaking bunny shaking. being the bunny. And it's like maybe it's not saying a ton, but it's just like a little jab of like, ooh, that that stings at the end. Like I Christmas know. isn't all about being you know not not everyone can celebrate christmas with that with that joy i guess and uh the movie the movie does a great job balancing out dark and light and i think um i think that might be one of the reasons why the muppet christmas carol is one of the better adaptations of a christmas carol it's just mm -hmm. the muppets add this lightness to all that darkness that is kind of inherent to the story and it's just great it's great well said circling back to the two guys you would never guess their names i don't even think i've ever heard them called this statler waldorf. and waldorf yeah i think they're named waldorf. after i think they're named after well there's the waldorf astoria in new york right i think they're named after new york hotels but i'm not sure um, 
but crazy. also <laughs> yeah i mean jim henson was kind of crazy he also jim henson died when he was 53 which is um, pneumonia too young oh, too young yeah. i would have loved to seen another decade or two of jim henson movies but yeah. you're right they did the statler hotel yeah cornell cornell did he go to cornell don't i'll look don't it up know. i'll look, look it up, up. look it up any last words no he went to the university of maryland oh all right i got i got two last words that i got a um i got a uh a topic for the three of us but my two last words are um i can't believe this movie came out in 92 because it looks it looks so good some of the technology is kind of lame some of the transitions and the visual (laughs) effects are kind of lame but green screen's awesome the green screen looks yeah. so good. So it's really good. just those weird swirly portal transitions that didn't don't yeah. really hold up. And then I don't know who ever thought like, hey, when the ghost of Christmas present is like fading out of existence, we should have these like horrible rainbow sparkles cover his body because that just looks not good to me uh in a world where everything else is super tangible but the set looks incredible. Yeah, beautiful. The, the costume design looks so good. Um, and it's just like however they shot it this this movie isn't really aging uh you know uh, it's aging gracefully is what i'm trying to say yeah the other thing real quick is that i just want to circle back in uh plus one the fact that uh michael kane does a weirdly amazing job for like i i think he like aj said respects the his little puppet actors uh as actors and not mm-hmm. as muppets and i I think of all the Muppet movies I've seen, and maybe it's because it is a Christmas Carol, um, like a you know a, a kind of a uh, a timeless work of literature that everyone everyone knows and loves. Uh, this world that they created for uh, the Muppet Christmas Carol just works with the humans and the Muppets interacting. It's mm-hmm. just like everything feels like everything feels right. It doesn't feel weird and. Um, I don't know. It just doesn't, it doesn't feel like, oh, these human actors that like are easily identifiable are just like walking around in Muppet world. It, it feels like everyone should exist here together. And I, I don't mm-hmm. really know how they did it, but they certainly pulled it off. Oh, they did. They did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ash, what do you got? I just love the, the opening song. When the cold wind blows and chills you. It just does such a great job of getting you in. You're right in the world. You're like following this guy around with his footsteps. He's walking in the cold snow. There's like, like you guys were saying, there's joy, there's wealth, there's poverty. And, and we're just singing this song and we're getting to know this character. Like that opening song. Yeah. top top songs in a movie. all the music all the music is fantastic every song yeah. is a banger it's like in the music i love how it's like weirdly baroque and it just sounds yeah. great yeah yeah it's great Do you guys notice grandma uh granny kermit is one of the old lady singers she must be so oh yeah. i didn't <laughs> notice that yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like what if uh, we just made nah. kermit into a grandma <laughs> Well, I feel like we really need to apologize to Dad one day. We sang him I know, that, that song, bad, and then we bad. used to sing him weird the songs Prince from the Prince of Egypt. Prince of Egypt. Prince oh, yeah. Egypt oh, wait, yeah, one more thing. Yeah, not one good. other um, character or scene that I really like. When the penguins are skating. It flashes through my head because it's so sweet, and there's just, I love that scene. Yeah. I couldn't figure out if the 
the penguins were stop motion animation at some I think point so. when they're actually yeah. still mm -hmm. fighting. Yeah. Some the are. comp work is so good. Okay. We can keep talking about it forever, but we forever. need to wrap it up. Wait, wait um, real quick, real quick. Go ahead, Bob. Uh, before you say thank you and all that, uh, first thing that comes to mind, what's your most quotable line in this movie? I think I already said mine. Thank you for making me a part of this. Thank you for making me a part of this. <laughs> Heat wave. This yes. Is my island. This is my island in the sun. Heat wave. Heat that is mine, a hundred percent. Oh my god! I wonder if they kept those costumes for Treasure Island. That is so Treasure funny. Island. That was yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening to the first episode of Haunted Basement. We are looking to do more of these soon. Um, my name's AJ. That's um, Bubba over um, there, and that's Ashley. There, we'll talk Ashley. to you soon. Bye. Ash. Go watch. Bye bye. Come up at Christmas Carol and Happy Holidays. I hope you like it as much as we do, but maybe not. We <laughs> maybe not. Yeah. Right. Bye bye. I love it. Bye. Marty and Marty. Oh!